Ready to rock. Louie Lou, what's going hey, on? Hey, hey, I'm out showing some houses. We're doing a uh, virtual, virtual live yeah. session today. Yeah, virtual in the car. So in the car. Luke's, in between, Luke's in between showings. I'm heading off to showings after this. So no drinks today, um, unfortunately. <laughs> but maybe next week we'll right. get back to to the the uh, schedule today we're going to talk a little bit we'll give you a little update obviously run through luke's fun fact of the week and then we'll talk a little bit about our great furniture flip competition we're rolling with i don't know if luke's getting the, the instagram story thing going or not but i've been just crushing it on there i already got my coat of stain on the top so we'll get to that when we get there but luke what do we got fun fact of the week fun fact of the week switch over to it Oh, yes. It's right. long. It's right, long. Right. All right. All right. It's going to be hard for me to read, so I'm going to have to lean in here. So <laughs> the Mason-Dixon line that separated the South and North during the Civil War is actually a survey line. That's real estate. That's how I tied it in right there. Charles Mason, an astronomer, and Jeremiah Dixon, a surveyor, were hired by the Royal Society to complete a survey to settle a dispute between Thomas Penn and the Lord of Baltimore. It now separates Pennsylvania, Maryland, and Delaware. Now we're going to tie in baseball super quick. <laughs> what people do not know is that the Mason-Dixon line has also been coined for this batting average breakpoint, dubbed after Jim Mason, who, not many people know this, actually hovered closer to this line than the more well-known Mendoza, Mario Mendoza, because some actually refer to it as the Mendoza line. I'm asking you, and I know you know the answer, but I thought other people would be interested. What is the batting point break point? What's the batting average hey, break point? The real question is, how good were their hands to have a 200 batting average? <laughs> Not very good. They had to have, but they had to have or really good, really good hands, right? Holy cow! With the, the I, I think the Saint, the Saint Paul Saints now call this the Pedersen line. <laughs> I think after I hit three for twenty-four, do too. Yeah. <laughs> Funny, we got two teams. So that's, the, that's the fun fact. I was able to tie in real estate and baseball, which I uh, found a I lot of pleasure it. in. I love it. That's great. All right. Well, we'll move on to our uh, our impact of COVID nineteen update of the week. Um, kind of what I've been telling people, Luke. And I don't know what you're talking about, but um, I had a conversation today with my client at their final walkthrough for their closing, um, and we talked about how sellers seemingly lag behind the news and like the like shifts by like two weeks it seems like so what ends up happening is like the state the stay at home order comes in and the number of listings slowly tails off the number of buyers just went like like plummeted right away but then as soon as buyers started coming back um the sellers weren't all that prepared to get back on so that's now starting to catch up, even though it was two weeks ago when we first saw that surge of showings. So um, it's kind of been interesting to follow that as we were seeing showing activity now kind of leveling off at about end of February levels and listing activity actually picking up. I don't know. What are you seeing out there, Luke? I, I think that the sellers, I think, are just maybe a little bit more cautious is what I'm thinking, because the, there were a lot of buyers that stayed in the market just based off of necessity when everything happened, whereas a seller who didn't really need to go anywhere could just kind of say, I'm going to wait 
you know, a, a month until this passes to put it on. And so you saw it more obviously showing decline pretty rapidly at the beginning. But I think that's why listings are kind of lagging behind. Um, the, the thing that's interesting here is we're getting the biggest question we're getting are what's going to happen with home prices, I think, with all this stuff going on. And the biggest the biggest problem we're running into is the inventory is at this point it's almost worse and it's not picking up where the showings were. Right. So showings collapsed, but then they started coming back and inventory is still not coming back. And so at this point, house prices theoretically would still be in a very good position because supply and demand right now is just, I mean, the demand's through the roof at this point. I put, I set somebody up on a search last night and they were like, where's all the houses? (laughs) This is what I said. I, the, you said wait till Thursday, the, then, then they'll all be gone by Sunday. Yeah, right. yeah. back. <laughs> the, but the the one thing about that too to think about too is our state's in the best position out of any of them in the in the United States, and I don't we don't have that graph here, but uh, they came out with the decline in new listings, and we're the the least amount of decline in Minnesota at eleven percent down oh, compared to everywhere else in the country, which um, is pretty good. Yeah, Zillow Economic Research for all you uh, all you economics dorks out there. Type it into the Google machine. They've got tons of cool articles and data. You can look at different cities and areas and demographics and, and things like that. Um, I could actually probably just put it in the uh, the old comments section here for everybody if they want. Um, it's a it's a really fantastic tool um, here. Oh, I can't comment on here. I'll have to post it after the deal, but but go go around, just click around in their uh, article section and stuff. And they've got a lot of great data that shows kind of what's going on. And they've got the data of home searches actually, which is really intriguing because they're seeing um, home searching going through the roof right now, way above 2019 at the same time, um, which is giving, I mean, everybody kind of the idea that, you know, this is going to continue to trend upward as far as buyer activity goes, hopefully. Right. So um, people are out there looking and we actually, right. And we actually had for two, the second straight week last week, we had increased new listings from the prior week. So um, if that trend continues, that would be, that'd be good for the market. But, you know, we're still 30% below um, the pace last, as of last, of last year that we, so um, we're not feasibly. yeah. Same and, yeah. and feasibly, yeah, and feasibly, I mean, we don't have a you know crystal ball, but feasibly, May is a pretty heavy listing month that we might see you know a pretty big pickup that might be able to help swing that in the buyer's favor a little bit. Yes, yeah, we'll start. You'll start to learn this great human experiment how you know people react over time. I think, and as we hear more news about you know, good or bad regarding COVID-19, I think we'll start to see those shifts in buyer activity and then the lagging shift in seller activity. Um, but so far, the what's coming out has kind of been steady. And so we're kind of seeing that slow churn upwards, um, just waiting for the next bit of news that could change that, I think. So mm-hmm. I don't know, pending sales across the country are recovering, saw that in Zillow. Mm-hmm. Um, so things are trending in the right direction but um i think the economy is going to have to stop the bleeding if we're going to see you know a real surge in in pending sales that we probably were expecting in 2020. yeah, so, yeah there's a good chance it's not going to hit what the predictions were you know a month and a half ago because pending sales right. through the roof when as as the it wasn't even spring yet it was so winter and pending so mm-hmm. flying until all this happened so 
Totally. And, and I mean, you just said you were just showing that you're potentially writing an offer up for, um, before this, you Tonight. think it'll be in multiple yep. offers. You're seeing oh, another yeah, property somebody else later and another property later. And I'm going out and seeing yep. properties with two different people this evening. It's, it's seemingly still plugging along on our end. Our team, I was going to mention that today, our team hit a hundred sales um, over the weekend for go. 2020. So over the three years I've been doing this um, with the team, this is the fastest we've gotten there. So I'm super proud of uh, our whole crew and how we've all adapted and uh, found a way to, you know, serve people through this very difficult time. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've altered a lot of the things we're doing and the messaging and everything yeah. to make sure that we're properly providing, you know, what people need. Um, yeah. So that was, that was an exciting thing. I guess I wanted to drop. Um, but you know what else is exciting, Luke? I, I should one point on that 100. The one oh. disappointing piece about that is that you've taken us to Fogo Day Child the last oh, few years at 100, and we can't go anywhere. We can't. I'm getting, so I'm getting a little bit tired of being cooped up in the house. but I know. Maybe I could just deliver afterwards. some Brazilian meats to your house <laughs> and, them and leave them on the front step or something. I don't How know. How about that? Makes- How about that? Oh, my gosh. We'll get Fogo at some point. But yeah, beyond the excitement of 100 houses, yeah. the excitement of the inaugural great family furniture family flip. flip. Furniture flip. The I can preface this then and here, too. And here's so, what Luke came up with. I want to hear what you got, Luke, here. Well, I got – so to start, just so people know what's going on, we, you posted about it a little bit. But at some point last summer, you had said, hey, it'd be really fun if we – like bought furniture and then saw who could fix it up and make more money on the sale than the purchase and cost to fix it. And it kind of, kind of fell by the wayside a little bit. And I don't even know how I thought of it yesterday. Oh, I was selling a few things on Facebook marketplace yesterday and that we had that we were trying to get rid of. And I thought, Oh man, what a great time for this. Cause we're going to be cooped up at home for, you know, more time. I mean, this isn't ending yet. Um, and so here we are. And what we're doing is, We've been tasked with finding a product on Facebook Marketplace, furniture specifically, fixing it up, and then selling it on Facebook Marketplace in a three-week span as you ever can net the most amount of money. So yesterday, AJ got really excited. Profit. Profit, Sorry. Profit. So yesterday, AJ got really excited, purchased something really fast, a $15 coffee table. So my strategy quickly changed to get something bigger for less money. So I ended up on the side of the road in Uptown, this... Free 99 vintage kitchen table that all those leaves on the side there, you can't see them in this photo. They pull up and you can pull it out and put leaves in the middle. So it's a really big table. I'm yeah. Are you, are you going to be a lot of it's, are you going to keep or get rid of the ugly legs on it? Um, that's a good question. I haven't (laughs) yet thought about doing any sort of structural modifications at this point. I'm just sanding and staining and painting. Um, I think I'm in a pretty, so my, I was worried about the cost it was going to, you know, it's going to cost me to fix it up. But after you spent $77 at Ace Hardware, Ace Hardware is where you went. When you were trying. Oh my gosh. I I was looking up where I can get the cheapest sanding pads. I can get some sanding pads. Enough. I can get 10 bucks worth of sanding pads and get this whole thing sanded, I think down i guess, I guess um, we'll it's gonna take a lot of sandpaper so, to take the we'll grime that sucker it looks like i know it's gonna be interesting fun fun fact about this one i messaged the person who had posted it as well i know i'm talking a lot about mine and said 
hey, I got it. Thank you. And then I told her what we were doing. And she said, that's so awesome. This was my great grandmother's kitchen table. It's been passed down and got some water damage in my aunt's garage. And so I didn't have the skills to fix it up. So I'm a little bit excited, actually, that you got something that's been around for a while. Holy cow. I'm definitely going to sell that story when I uh, put it up. So that's smart. Maybe that helps. That's smart. Well, what do you got? Here's my brilliant table. There you go. So I got my screenshot timestamp on there. Uh, I've already I've already taken it apart. I took the top off already and sanded her down and stained it. Um, oh, you did. I'm going I'm going for uh, the quickest time to market so that I can you know start with a high price potentially and uh, you know a- avoid too many days on market. If Luke uh, if Luke can't get his done quickly, I'm just worried about the days on market. He's going to have to accrue. <laughs> He's going to get it done in 21 days. I don't know. We're already on day two. I already got my, my, I already my got biggest. Control. That's there you go. <laughs> Look at that. I'm going to modify that, that piece there. And that comes into my, my second biggest concern is that at the price that I'm listed, I feel like, I don't know how much, how many often people are spending 150 or 200 bucks on Facebook marketplace for a kitchen table, but, uh, and it doesn't come with chairs at the moment, which is to be determined. I haven't decided if I'm going to get some of those on the side, but mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, yours seems like it might be a little bit easier to move just based on size and it's just small. Yeah, I don't know. We'll Luke, Luke, got, Luke got the house on the lake with water damage and all that. <laughs> I bought the St. Louis, in Park. St. Louis Park. Yep, the little fixer. I guess we'll see yeah. what happens. Uh, I don't know. Interesting strategies, but yeah, that's that's about all I got for today. Luke, you got anything else you want to talk about? No, no, I think uh, this week was just kind of a pretty quick update. We don't want to bore anybody talking too much, which I always do. Um, but no, that's about it for now. I'm excited to see how these transform. I know you seem like, looks, <laughs> sorry, I just it said looks it. like our mom wants Josh to get in on this. I just don't know. I, I, don't, I did comment. I, I thought maybe that'd be interesting to see a Josh, a Josh, uh, appearance in this for family furniture flip. I think Hannah yeah. might have some pretty good seals too Hannah in this, in this uh, field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm interested to see. I don't usually have much of, I'm not much of a picture of the future type of guy when I'm doing projects. Usually I just start ripping things apart and then it comes together in the end. So you're not going to see a fancy little photo for like this from me until it's done and hope it looks good. I, I don't know if you rat. saw it, but I did employ Holden. I know we made an under five only rule for us. I know. Um, he was he was screwing around with the hammer a little bit. So, oh my gosh, Sorry. child child labor is is allowed. It's the only type of labor that's allowed in this competition. <laughs> is what we determined. All right, for those who are wondering, he's not cheating. Good <laughs> luck to you, Luke. Good luck on the showings tonight, Sweet. everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all next week. Peace out.